this is episode 522, nope, 552 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, November 19th, 2018. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I will be talking about Hitman 2, and that's about it, because other than Hitman 2, I really haven't been playing anything else. If I have, I don't remember, and... That means whatever I may or may not have been playing, it, it didn't make enough of an impression to be talked about. But I played a fair amount of Hitman 2, which is to say I have finished all the levels, and I'm now going to be going through Miami over and over again in preparation for the elusive target, which will be coming out in less than 24 hours now, which is Killing Sean Bean, the fake version of Sean Bean. I don't know if he has if I I'm pretty sure they don't call him Sean Bean in the game, but whatever his target's name is, who is played by Sean Bean, he is known for faking his own death, I believe. So that'll be fun and this time with Hitman, I would like to try and do all of the elusive targets. I only did a handful in the original Hitman just because I forgot about them often. Um but I would like to do them from the very start now. And I wish I realized they redid the elusive targets in Hitman when the Game of the Year edition came out, but I didn't. So I missed out on a second chance to get them. But I did kill Gary Busey and I think a handful of other ones. But I remember there being a big, not not super big, but a decent little push uh in terms of ads and whatnot about hey we got gary Busey in our game and you get to kill him <laughs> and it was like okay this is weird but i like the weirdness of it all so i'm excited about that uh some news about hitman too though is that apparently it's not selling all that well i guess it's selling 90 percent worse than hitman absolution because I can't really track it or compare it to Hitman Season 1, because that was delivered in the the episodic format. Um, And that sucks. But at the same time, it's not super surprising, because I don't think Hitman has ever been a huge franchise. It's not a triple-A franchise. It is more of a niche game. It's a game that the hardcore fans of it love it, uh, but those hardcore fans are a smaller group. I think it's akin to the Souls franchise. Though I think maybe Dark Souls 3 was finally the one that hit a larger audience. But I still don't think Souls, uh, any of the Souls games have made a big splash in the market. But I could be wrong. You know, none of the, It's not like... You know, I, I would say Hitman's like Monster Hunter, but they haven't had their Monster Hunter world. And why? I don't know. Um, maybe people look at it and they're like, I don't want to be stealthy. I just want to run and gun and blow everything up. Which you can kind of do, but it's never going to really work out. Um, I mean, I don't know if you could just start off a level running and gunning and get away with it. I'm, I'm not sure if the targets will eventually escape if they'll try to escape and all that because i never really do it that way but there is a a sort of way the game incentivizes you to 
do that and how you unlock these non-subtle weapons as you progress and level up in the game. So you're unlocking like uh, semi-auto shotguns and uh, submachine guns and whatnot. And they're not silenced. So what good are they really? They're for just going crazy. And I think the game kind of wants you to do that after you've played through levels a bunch of times and you've learned them and then you just kind of want to dick around. Because I wouldn't mind going through these levels after I've gone through them a, a lot of times. And, you know, and just maybe in between as a little break of just like, I'm just going to mess around and just wreck havoc and just create a, a nightmare. Um, turn it into state of emergency. But uh, apparently it's not selling that well, which sucks, but I don't know what their goals are. Right, I, uh, And hopefully it sells well enough and has a long tail that we get to see more Hitman, because I would love to just see this franchise continue in this style for the foreseeable future. I, I just want them to keep making Hitman games and for the content from previous games to continue moving forward. I would love to be at Hitman 7, 6, whatever, and have 30, 40 levels in the game that you can just play uh, at your leisure. Um, but I'll, I'll talk more about Hitman 2 in a little bit, because what I want to first talk about is Pixelator Radio, which is going to be coming back pretty soon probably and we did do an episode yesterday and it was really good it was almost an hour and a half but the recording just did not work so that just you know it didn't happen really but what was good despite the fact that we lost the recording was that we were able to realize that the glove still fits. It felt really good getting the crew back together and talking about games and all that. There were a few little parts where we could iron things out where it's just like, oh, it's been a year since we've done this. So, yeah, it's a little rocky. But overall, it was a lot of fun. And I think if it did record, it would be a really good episode that people enjoyed. It is just me, Corey, and Rich. Rob's not there. He may make an appearance every now and again. I highly doubt it, but you never know. He is, after all, a co-founder, co-creator of Pixelator Radio. Me and him created it you know, when we wanted to get back to podcasting after a distributed failure, which was our first show. But it'll be, again, like it used to be in that uh, it'll be every other weekend. And, um, yeah, we'll probably try and record an episode this next sunday because that'll be the, the going schedule which will be a little weird because then that means you'll get an episode of attack the backlog and pixelator radio which isn't so much weird as it is just going to be more of a pain in the ass for me and more of a more incentivizing me to make sure i get attack the backlog done before the sunday you know edited completely and uploaded and all that stuff and just ready to be posted uh, immediately instead of having any kind of loose ends or whatnot because I don't want to do, do both of those things. But um, we might do video for it as well via Google Hangouts because I think that's the way to make it work where 
it'll just be the the best option because Skype doesn't work in that sense. Um, but yeah, look forward to that. If you are a, a longtime listener and you enjoyed Pixelated Radio back in the day, uh, it'll be good times. Um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun recording. I had a blast. It was it was so nice to talk about games and whatnot with them for an hour and a half. But moving on to Hitman 2. So Hitman 2 is a continuation of Hitman. It's set up very much so in the same way as Hitman 2016, Season 1, whatever you want to call it, where you have these levels that are broken up by these very short cutscenes that aren't great. If you're going into Hitman for a story, don't, don't do it. The story is garbage. It is... It's a complete waste of time. Uh, I don't even pay attention to half the cutscenes because I'm just like I don't I don't care. And then they're really lazy cutscenes. At least the last one I watched. Maybe they're not all this way, but the last one they weren't moving. They just had still images, and then they would kind of just like float forward. I it was just like oh, okay. So this is just not really worth my time. Uh, and, and none of it was ever engaging. But the reason why you play Hitman is for the actual gameplay and all of that. And Hitman 2 continues where Hitman 1 left off and adds a, a handful of quality of life improvements. Uh, you now have like shrubbery and whatnot that you can hide yourself in and conceal yourself. And You'll get an on-screen notification when you're concealed, and you get a little ring around you that lets you know, okay, you're hidden in the crowd or you're hidden in this bush uh, and stuff like that, which is nice to have a little on-screen thing that says, yeah, no, I'm currently inconspicuous, despite being still a, a, a bald man with a barcode on the back of his head. Um, and, yeah, uh, there, there are changes to the base difficulty, which... I don't know what the name of the difficulty it was in the first mo in the first game if it was just normal or whatever, but now it's professional. The the regular difficulty you have casual, professional, and then the other one maybe assassin or something crazy like that. But some of the changes to it in Hitman 2 is that the security cameras are actually more realistic in that they just don't catch you and then you can go and find the uh, the security room and destroy them so that you're not caught on camera there's actually someone manning them and that means if you do something not right if you do something a little weird out of place in front of a camera they will send someone to investigate and see what's going on if you kill someone in front of a camera you're gonna get in trouble because you were caught on camera and there's somebody watching the camera so I like that change because it makes the cameras more of a more of something to be wary about instead of just something that you want to avoid to have the the best score to be a true silent assassin or whatever the the perfect uh rating is um, but for the most part it, it feels very much so like the first game with just a handful of changes. But overall, having just played a little bit of the first game and then jumping into the second game, I didn't notice too many differences. Uh, but it you know, it, it runs very well. 
and the shooting feels maybe a little better if you ever get into the the a scenario where you need to shoot but the real reason why you'd pick this up is for the new levels and the new levels are all fan freaking tastic i love every single one of them and that is something i can't say about the first game i think in the in hitman season one hitman one it, it the the last two or so levels freedom fighters in particular and then the hospital one weren't that great paris and like spetsnia or whatever were were great i love those levels but Freedom Fighters was borderline bad. It was just so uninteresting because it took place on this base and there were things you could do and, and fun ways of dispatching the enemies, but it, it didn't feel as alive as a lot of the other levels because you're not dealing with civilians there's not more room for crazy things to happen. Everyone's a hostile. There, you just you know you have to immediately get a, a new outfit in order to be able to really make any progress. And I, I didn't really care for that. Um, which you know it, it was disappointing when I got to the level. And I remember hitting that level and taking a well many months break from it because i just wasn't excited about playing it uh but with hitman 2 every single level is so so good and what i really like about it is how much depth each level has um there there the, there are so many places you can go in each and every single level and, and so much things uh, so many things to discover uh i i was i would be playing a level for 40 45 minutes and then i would get an on-screen notification that i just discovered a new area so i was constantly discovering new places in these levels after playing them for a good amount of time which was really cool because it just it just showed me how large and expansive these levels are and how much there is still to discover because i in, in no level did i ever discover every location so there's still plenty of, uh, of stuff for me to find which means there's so much room for replayability and ways of going about tackling the the assassins the, the assassinations which i really love and there's a fair amount of love for blood money sprinkled in the game particularly in the last level there is a mission story so in all these levels you have various mission stories that you can follow you can go and do your own thing in every single level and not follow anything that the game is pushing you towards but you can also follow these mission stories that i think some are unlocked from the very get-go but then you can also run into and hear conversations that will open up other paths but if you follow these mission stories, they will lead you towards a more grand, interesting way of dispatching your targets. And they will give you a lot of uh, level XP that will open up new things. Because when you complete these levels, you get XP and then you unlock new things as you level up. So you can unlock locations for where you could 
uh, plant items to pick them up in the world because you can't carry everything. In, uh, you can only carry, I think, three items at the start of a level, which usually are left to your fiber wire, your pistol, and some coins. You don't need to take those three. I would recommend removing the fiber wire immediately because you don't you don't need that. You can choke someone out and snap their neck if you want to kill them that way. Um, and I would replace that with a lockpick once you unlock the lockpick. But you can you unlock those so these concealed spots. You unlock new starting locations so you can start in different areas than the the main one that's open when you first play a level and new outfits and stuff like that. So replaying the levels and and doing these specific store missions will give you a lot of xp that will you know um unlock more of that stuff but they're also fun because they take you around a level and give you a bit of backstory and, and are much more interesting in terms of delivering story than the cutscenes and all that kind of st uh, stuff going around because it gives you an idea of who your targets are and what they're into and fleshes out the story in a much more organic way uh, and in a much more engaging way so following those things you can get some very creative kills um, which are really fun to do and you when you when you've you know done them all then you could just go around go about doing whatever the hell you want but I, I love just the, the the amount of creativity you have in the game. I lost my train of thought, if you couldn't tell. Um, and the the level, like, where I was going, I remember. I don't remember if I was going exactly here. But I was talking about how it has a, a fair amount of love for blood money sprinkled in. And in the last level, there is a mission story where the final bit of it is one the the mission story or the the challenge when you completed it, it it's called blood money and i was like oh this was so because when it happened i was like are you kidding me is this really happening uh because a particular song starts playing and you're in a particular position and it was so wonderful it, it's going to be meaningless to anyone who hasn't played blood money and played it to completion but if you have, man, it was a wonderful, wonderful moment. But then there's also this suburban area, which is very much so the suburban house of blood money, but just a full neighborhood now, like it's two or three blocks worth, which is pretty significant. Um, and I like the way it reminds me of things I loved about blood money, but it's just you know, way, way, way bigger. Because I went back and played some Blood Money, and one, I was like, oh, these textures are not great. This game does not look that good. But then just seeing the scope and, and scale of the levels, it, it's such a huge difference. But the, the levels in Blood Money are still fantastic. Uh, it, it's crazy how they have two fantastic ones right after another because um, they have the one that's I think a new life which I, I think is the title of the one that's in suburbia and then it's followed immediately by or maybe it was before uh, a murder of crows which is the one that I don't know if it's literally New Orleans and Mardi Gras but it, it's that setup. up um, 
but him and two is is fantastic i i i love it so much and i i can't express enough how wonderful it is i to me that they included the original maps in the game so if you have the original game you get them for free and if you don't you can pick them up for 20 bucks i think it's such a great thing to keep all of those great features and levels and continue them with the the new game and yeah i would just love it to see that keep going forward if if hitman 2 does well enough that we get more hitman you know i i look at this and i think if hitman is in trouble because it's not selling well microsoft you like buying studios right now why not buy hitman and i don't buy them up because the game is amazing and you know just do it but i've enjoyed the hell out of my time there there are some funny little bugs and whatnot in the game like if a character is using a cell phone the cell phone is just going to be pretty much anywhere but their hand which is weird I, somebody was talking on a cell phone and you know they had their hand up but the cell phone was like a foot off of their back just floating in midair and then another person had it and it was like in between their hand so they somehow got punctured with their cell phone and they were perfectly fine with it i punched a guy and I don't know if it's because the door was closing as I punched him or what the hell happened, but he then just flew up in the air and got stuck in the wall above the door and was just dangling there. And sadly, he was still able to be seen by other people, so it's not like it was a a way to hide the body and nobody would see him, which was pretty bad. I thought I did a good job of hiding that body um, unintentionally. But... Overall, it's it's been running pretty well, and I've just been enjoying my time with it uh, a lot. It's it's a one of my top five games of the year, definitely, uh, maybe top three. So, yeah, excited about it, and just want to play more and really get a handle on these levels. Um, and really just know them in and out, especially the ones that the elusive targets will be in. So the first one, like I said, will be in Miami. So I just want to play that and learn more about it. Because I remember when I was playing it the first time, I was going through it's in this race, uh, this race car place. Um, why can't I think of what a race car place is called? A racetrack. There you go. It's at a racetrack. And when I was done with my mission and leaving i walked into this other area and there was a whole aquarium in there i'm like what the hell i didn't know this was here now i don't want to leave but i gotta leave because i should leave i finished my mission but i want to look at the fish it's not like it was the most amazing looking aquarium or anything but it's an aquarium and i like aquariums and i like fish so i wanted to look at the fish but then i left but um so it's a really really good game and I highly recommend checking it out. If you have Game Pass, the first season is available via Game Pass. So check that out. I think the way it works is you'll have to just download each episode individually because that's just how they're both set up for whatever reason instead of being one lump. I, I can understand why the first game is set up that way, but the second game is also set up where you have to download each episode, each level individually. So I think some people were not sure or thought that maybe... They weren't getting 
the full game with Game Pass, but I'm assuming that's the reason why, and you just have to do that and make sure you do that. Um, but yeah, other than that, I really haven't been playing all that much. So moving on to movies and all that, I tried watching The Spy Who Dumped Me or whatever the hell that stupid-ass movie is called with Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon. Um, and I should have known that I was not going to like it because I thought the trailers and everything looked terrible. But it got okay reviews. So I was like, whatever. It's less than a dollar. It's like 80 cents. I'll give it a shot. And I watched about 20, 22 minutes of it. And it was so unbelievably unfunny that I could not continue watching anymore. The fact that I got through that much of it is pretty amazing because it is horrible. Um, Horrible in that it's a comedy that isn't funny. Uh, I've seen worse movies, of course, but it is just so unfunny. uh, There was not a single moment in that first 22 minutes where I laughed, chuckled, thought, oh, that's kind of funny. Nothing. It was just me dead inside the whole time. Then I also watched about 45, 50 minutes of Sorry to Bother You, and that has to be the most disappointed I've been with a movie all year because... It was one of my most anticipated movies of the year. I was really, really excited for it. And I was excited to finally be able to watch it. And in that first half, it just never did a single thing for me. Uh, I could see where they're going with it, in part because it's pretty heavy-handed. And and there's nothing wrong with being heavy-handed. But I think the writing and all that just isn't that clever or funny i don't i don't think it's particularly funny um and i can see the creativity in there but i just it it feels a lot like a college freshman's first draft of something um and it, it it's in dire need of some revisions and just some reworking because i can see the the potential in it still but it just did not come together for me and I was super disappointed. I, I was expecting and wanting something along the lines of Atlanta, but with the surrealism rocketed up to 100. And what I got was a really stale, heavy handed thing that just never landed. You know? I I see people talking about how hilarious it is. I'm like, that's not not the movie I was watching, which was really disappointing because I wanted to love it so much. And I'm pretty sure when I'm thinking about it, it's the most disappointing I've been with a movie all year. And then the last movie I watched was Juliet Naked, which is a movie about a musician who was hot stuff and then he just kind of disappeared who's played by ethan hawk and you know he's been gone for like 20 whatever years and this woman is not married to but has been in a long-term relationship uh, she's played by rose byrne and her longtime boyfriend is chris o'dowd he is a mega fan he runs this uh, fan site for uh, the rocker 
and he gets in the mail a new, not a new, but an old demo disc that I think is of already known songs, but just in their demo form. And he wrote a post about it, and she thinks the the music is kind of shitty because she's like, why would you want to listen to the early versions of songs that have been reworked and made better after being produced and all that jazz. She leaves a comment on there about how she doesn't think it's all that great or whatever and then gets a message from Ethan Hawke and they start talking back and forth and, you know, sparks fly a little bit. It's a romantic dramedy that's got more drama than I was expecting initially uh, when I was going into it, but I really liked it. It's a pleasant little thing. It's nothing special. Um, it, it, it's not a. I, I wouldn't say it's a potential, you know, top tier romantic comedy like uh, The Big Six, uh, which I think you know is a recent movie that has you know is already like a, a, a an immediate classic in that genre. But it's definitely an upper tier romantic comedy dramedy thing um that i think is worth checking out because i don't think most people have heard of it and uh, the only reason why i found out about it is because i'm a big ethan hawk fan i think he's underrated and i also really like rose Byrne, and i really like chris o'dowd if you haven't seen the sapphires with chris o'dowd and a bunch of i think no names I, i'm not sure if they were a- if they were actual aboriginals or not but um it's based on a true story and it's it's fantastic with great music and I highly recommend that. Sapphires is great, and I think it's streaming on Netflix, but it may not be anymore. Um, and Chris O'Dowd in Bridesmaid is, is the only part of that movie I liked. I liked the little side love story between him and Chris and Wig. The rest of that movie, I think, is not good and not funny. Uh, but, you know, that's just me. Maybe if you like Bridesmaids, you'll love <laughs> The Spy Who Dumped Me. And, of course, still watching Dragon Ball Super, I need to remember to say Super instead of Z. I still want to be saying Z. And I'm really enjoying Super because it's got... It's sort of a mixture of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z in that it has more silliness throughout than Z, but it still has some of that fighting nonsense and screaming and all that stuff that is very popular in Z. And it's had some of the funniest moments i've seen in any bit of dragon ball but they don't always land the humor the humor doesn't always land because there's a lot of low-hanging fruit and poop jokes that are kind of amusing but there there's a bit too much of it uh the one i did enjoy because i enjoy puns is when majin buu he either farts or shits his pants i'm not sure what he does but at one point Satan goes, Majin Buu, more like Majin Poo. And no one laughs, but I was laughing. I was with Satan in that case. And that's the incredible thing about Majin Buu is that he made Satan a likable character, um, which is amazing. But I've really been enjoying Super. (laughs) It's funny how every time I say Super now, I just want to say Hot. I want to follow it with Hot. I've really been enjoying Super Hot. And I think it's because in the game they have that delay between super and hot so it's not i'm not saying super hot i'm saying super hot which is a great game great game but i I really like super i think yeah i don't know it's it's a fun little thing 
And yeah, that's pretty much it. So that will do it for this here episode of the Pig's Latest Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, Monomilis, Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places at PX Sausage on PSN. I am the Kush Three. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, Attack the Backlog, and coming soon, Pixelated Radio, which are all available on your podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and if you'd like to check out the video versions of this here show and attack the backlog, you can go over to YouTube.com/slash Pixelated Sausage. And if you'd like to check out the crazy, kooky, colorful art I do, you can go over to PXSArt.com and check it all out over there. And if you'd like to support the site in general and everything we do, please go over to Patreon.com/slash PXS and support us that way. So. That will do it. And now I will say bye-bye.